Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video game related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the way social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. We have a number of things to discuss uh, for this week. A lot of stuff was happening in the gaming world, which is kind of odd, but I think it also makes sense since we are kind of, you know, in the later half of the year. Uh, I, I still don't think we, we have a clear picture of the later half of the year, which is kind of weird to say. Uh, we are seeing a lot of games just kind of getting announced randomly, which is awesome. I, I kind of prefer that. I ra- I'd rather have a game being announced all of a sudden and being told that, yep, this is going to come out in a month. Perfect. It's way better than being told a game is going to come out five years from now or whatever. And it's just, it's just frustrating. But overall, we don't necessarily have like a full view, I guess, of what the year is going to look like. So I, I'm kind of excited to, you know, learn more about that, which should be good. But at the same time, there are obviously a lot of things, a lot of games that have come out that are taking the world by storm, like Multiverses, which uh, we kind of talked about last week. But I have finally gotten a chance to play the game and it is really good. I, it is surprisingly good. And this is coming from someone like myself who who loves fighting games, but of course also, you know, is a big Smash Brothers fan. Although it wasn't until the Switch version that I really kind of like my teeth into it i've played like the other ones but the the one that came out on on the switch was where i got all my gamecube controllers uh where i had like tournaments at my house and everything like that and we would play with a bunch of people it was really fun and we really liked it and i've i really liked it i really liked i really liked smash brothers for sure so i did not know if this game would be able to even kind of you know it, it was it was just gonna be a cheap knockoff right obviously it's coming from Warner Brothers who have a lot of money. So it's not like, it's not that it would be that, but a lot of times when you have companies trying to just emulate or in some way copy another kind of, another type of game, you know, we've seen this with Ubisoft with Battle Royale modes and stuff like that. It's, it's just not something that is always a hit. In the case of Multiverses, we already know it's doing well, which is great because it is a free-to-play game. At the same time, having played it, it's actually quite fun make fun of the characters all you want but somehow it works and i think it's just kind of a combination of the gameplay itself like how the game plays and and runs and everything um combine that with um, an amazing soundtrack which is surprising like for smash brothers like sure like there was music playing accordingly on the stages and everything like that but there was nothing that really got me where i was like wow this is really really cool like i'm like you know fully engrossed in this level or engrossed in the stadium or arena for whatever reason in the case of multiverses there was a couple of them but there was one that really stuck in my mind which was i think from steven universe uh, again i'm not sure because that's a great thing you can learn about all this because you're playing a game like this which is kind of like good cross promotion but it was from steven steven universe i believe and it was just so good and the way that the music works with the game is that I don't, is it called crescendo? Like it kind of bumps up accordingly with what's happening and keeps going all the way until you're done with the match and you're back at the home screen. And it kind of ends in like a way that matches that, that you're back at the home screen. 
So we're going to do like a final like symbol moment or whatever. I don't I don't know what you would want to call it, but the way it kind of does that itself was so surprising to me that I'm like, wow, they actually thought of this and put it in this. And that's kind of the detail that goes across with the characters. Uh, mainly, I've been playing as as Finn from Adventure Time, but I've played a bunch as Bugs Bunny and as Wonder Woman. Um, obviously, there's so many characters to try. So the way this game works is it's sort of like Smash Brothers. The main thing, the main difference, I guess, is that they really push forward a 2v2 kind of a mode, which is awesome. So I, I got one of my friends to play with me recently and, and we had a great time and he had a great time. Like I was surprised because he's a hardcore Age of Empires fan, sim racing and that's it, doesn't, wanna, doesn't really want to play anything else, maybe FIFA here and there, but he really liked this game and that kind of tells you everything. So it's 2v2, you're playing with other people and it's the same objective. You just have to kick them out of the arena. Uh, I think it's best. It's a best of three in terms of the matches. If you want, if you can play play again against people that you've already fought to kind of get to a best of three kind of a situation. Um, but basically, you need to kick people out four times, and obviously, first to four. Like if you're at four, you lose or whatever. Like you get you get the gist. But it's it's really cool. It's really fun, and I think the main thing is that it's gotten me excited. Just kind of jump in, play a little bit, maybe do a bit of the dailies. And it's, it's one of those games that I think I, it's like, I, I, I got this feeling with Bloodborne when I first kind of started getting to the from software games was where it was more of, okay, you know what? Like, I don't need to be amazing at this. If I'm not good in an area, it's fine. Just have fun. You can grind out a, a bit of stuff and then you'll improve next time. Right. And that kind of got me into Bloodborne and, and the subsequent games. Same thing with sim racing, right? Like the reason I like sim racing is because I know I'm in a race and I know I'm not going to come first every time, but I need to go in with the mindset that, hey, like last time I came ninth, let's come eighth, let's come seventh, let's just stick to ninth. But the main thing is that I need to go in with that mindset of it's okay, enjoy the game, have a fun time, don't be worried about like what number you're on. And I think the same thing that's happening with this one. Like when I go in, I'm just having a fun time. I'm not thinking about, oh, I need to win every match. I'm just like surprised by the way I get knockout sometimes or they get they knock me out. I'm just surprised by the certain movesets that kind of coordinate or happen at the same time that it just looks so cool. And I think for me, the other thing is just being able to play this with people makes it so much more fun. Like where you're just playing with some random person and you just, you just get each other. You just get each other and you're doing the right moves at the right time and having a great time, even if, even if you lose. But like it is honestly a really, 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 really good game. And I think I, I honestly think people should be paying more attention to this. Even if you're not a Smash Brothers fan, I mean, it's free to play and it's on everything in this cross play. So like, I think you should definitely give it, give us a shot. Like I won't lie, but this is definitely creeping into my top 10 games of the year. I'm always going to keep playing it more and more, you know, to kind of see how it is or how it, how I feel about it over time. But as it stands now, it is definitely up there. It's such a good game. I am so surprised by how much I'm liking this game. But I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm, I'm happily surprised that this is what's happening. I want there to be more competition for stuff like this. I want there to be more like Animal Crossing competition, Mario Kart competition. You know, like competition is what breeds better, better experiences for us. It's in the end, we, we're the ones that benefit from it. So... I'm really happy. I really like multiverses. Definitely, definitely, please give it a shot. I think with that, I want to quickly talk about the Steam Deck once more. I know kind of, I kind of talked about it last time, uh, but since then I've been playing it a bunch. I've been playing it a lot. Uh, the battery is 
okay. I kind of mentioned that before, but I, I, after having it for a while now, in terms of the battery, one of the main things that I'm trying to do is keep it between 40% and 80% or so, because that's in, if you want to prolong your battery, that's kind of the, the standard that, that's been given out. Um, what that also means is that I technically have like 40% of battery to play with, which in Steam Deck terms isn't a lot. That could be like a couple of vampire survivor sessions, which if they last for 30 minutes and whatnot, like, you know, like you can imagine that's like an hour, an hour and a half of, of game time. Obviously depends on what you're playing it and, and all that too. So like, I, I honestly don't know, like, I, I don't know what to think about this because the, like my use case right now is at home and it's with the, the sole purpose of, I don't feel like playing on my PC. I don't want to sit on my PC right now. I don't want all that light on my, on my eyes and everything like that. I'd rather just lie in bed, put something on the TV and play this, you know, and play on my handheld. Like that's kind of how I look at it. But I'm, I'm worried about when I actually travel, what that experience is going to be like. Obviously at that point, I'm going to let it go to zero, uh, which is even in Steam Deck, I, I remember like reading somewhere that a pain that caused issues for some people who let it go to zero, which shouldn't be happening either way. Like it should be allowed to drain. Like I get like obviously for your battery and everything like that, it's not good. But if it does go to zero, it's not like, oh no, now it dies. It's like, you know, you're just playing a mission of speed. Uh, you know, you're Keanu Reeves and you just got to make sure that this doesn't go to 0%. That's a, a little too, too stressful for an expensive uh, console. But that's besides the point. Like I obviously the battery thing is like the thing that kind of concerns me uh, in the long run. The other thing was that I do want to mention a couple of things that happened, which weren't big deals and everything like that. But I wanted to just bring it up because I kind of did the same thing with my, with my PS5. And I remember with my PS5, when these issues were happening, people were like, yep, RMA, your PS5 is broken, hardware issue. And in the end, it turned out everything was fine. My PS5 is running perfectly, knock on wood. Everything's running well, you know, like uh, it's been almost two years now. So it's been a while. And at the same time, like it's, uh, it, tur it turned out to be just be uh, an issue that got fixed by a software update or whatever, right? And it's sometimes it's not a thing that you need to, to glean over to, or to worry about too much. In the case of Steam Deck, um, I had one time where I quit Vampire Survivors and I just got like a verifying files kind of a thing pop up and then the Steam logo and I was back at the home menu and I, I guess what happened was the game soft crashed or whatever and it just kind of does that whatever and yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened but just wanted to mention that like I, I, it didn't happen after that so I was good. Um, the other thing was I I was playing Crisis or I, I turned on Crisis and when it was opening up the game, it kind of like does like the thing where you see the logo and everything like that. It showed the logo and then like the screen kind of went blank, like the backlight was still on. So the light was still on and you could hear the sound and everything like that. But the screen was just blank and I didn't even shut the whole thing down. I just put my, my Steam Deck on standby and unstandbyed it or whatever. And the screen, it, it went back to normal. I could play the game and everything like that. Um, it hasn't happened since. And I played like a bunch of games and I'll, I'll kind of get to that part as well. So. Again, those two are the only things I've known so far. And since then, there's been an update as well. And like, like I said, haven't really noticed an issue uh, other than those things. Plus, obviously, you know, we have a warranty and, and I'm sure a lot of these things will be ironed out. I think for people that are having issues, I think it's just important to keep in mind that obviously if you have an issue and it's something that's like happening a lot all the time, like frequency in terms of frequency is happening quite a bit, then yeah, like definitely send out a message to Valve to see if they can like replace it and whatnot. I think if it happens once in a while, which was the issue that was happening on PS5, which I get, right? Because PS5 was so hard to find to begin with. So people were obviously a little bit more worried. 
But I remember that was a time where like any small thing would happen even once and people on Reddit and stuff like that would be like, nope, it's broken. Yep, it's broken. Send it back. Tell Sony it's broken. Right. And that's kind of what I just want to tell people that I'm like, okay, like maybe let's relax a little bit. Right. If something happens like once every now and then, it's probably more like software. If it's a hardware issue, then it would be happening like quite a bit. Right. Like think about it. It just makes more sense because it's a hardware thing. It's something that is broken internally in that system, as opposed to software where it's like a glitch, you know, like all these software issues are why we have patches and stuff like that for literally everything. So just keep that in mind. Don't panic too much. Obviously there's like a Reddit community, so you can always post there, but even with the Reddit community, just be mindful of what people say and, and, and like, you know, their opinion and everything like that, because a lot of people will be like, RMA it, RMA it, right. And rather than being like, maybe, maybe just wait it out. Maybe just try a couple of other, couple of things beforehand, but otherwise the Steam Deck has honestly changed my gaming habits from what I'm noticing. Like I'm noticing that I'm first of all playing more games on it. Um, I have not bothered going outside of Steam on the Steam Deck, even though I can. Um, I'm instead of just thinking about just rebuying the game on, on Steam, just to make the whole process like more streamlined at the moment. I'm sure they'll probably like change that over time, but at least for the moment, and I don't mind for, for whatever reason, right? I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And like the cool thing is all these games that I was wanting to play, but I'm like, okay, now I'm playing Elden Ring or now I'm playing this or I'm playing that. I'm playing like the, the flavor of the month. With Steam, with the Steam Deck, I'm just playing like literally anything I want, whenever I want. And I don't think too much about it in terms of like, no, I can only play this and only this for now. Like I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 4 and I keep doing like a couple of missions here and there throughout the week. Same thing with Crisis. I'm like going through Crisis mainly because I want to check out how this game, the, the Steam Deck ran Crisis and it runs it awesomely. And I, I run everything at 40 frames per second just to conserve battery. But a lot of these games that I'm mentioning like GTA 4 and Crisis, you're able to kind of crank it up quite a bit. But in my case, I just keep it at 40 because I like 60 Hertz obviously looks smoother, but 40 is like that perfect in between. And for me, it's honestly just perfect. Like it just runs and the battery also lasts a lot longer, which is kind of the main, main thing. Um, and then I started playing Divinity Original Sin 2, which is another game that I wanted to play for the longest time. And I always push it away, push it away, push it away. And then now I start playing it and this is just the perfect way to play it because there's a lot of reading in this game. There's a lot to do and explore. And like, I don't want, you know, sometimes I just want to do a mission and then just, just leave. I just want to stop, right? You can't do that when you're like sitting on the couch or you're on the PC, like you, you can, but it's not the same, right? You're not comfortable. You're not in the best kind of like, it's just hard to kind of explain. I'm sure like actually you understand what I'm saying, but like, it's not, you know, it's not the best kind of, just like the, the, the feeling of being there. Whereas on the Steam Deck, you know, when I'm reading, I can read this stuff. I can just put on standby, come back to it. I can go through certain areas, do a mission, maybe upgrade a character, turn it off, come back to it. And it's just so quick. You're just able to do it so quickly within like a couple of minutes here and there. And that's kind of what I've noticed is like no other console really has done that for me, right? Like I know we'll, we'll, I'll discuss what I mean with the Switch in, in this case, but if you look at the PlayStation 5 or the Series X, you know, when I got those consoles, when I got the PS5, I had the, I had Spider-Man and I had Demon Souls and I had Little Big Planet, the Sackboy's Big Adventure. So remember it was those three games that I, I got and I, I was playing those mainly. And I remember like, you know, it, again, it was a thing of, oh, I'm gonna play Spider-Man. I'm gonna sit down in front of my couch, in front of the TV, play the game, right? That was kind of sitting. That's kind of the, the feeling and the, and the whole situation. Same thing with the Xbox Series X. When I got it, I really got it to play more Game Pass games on my TV and everything like that. 
But otherwise, you know, a lot of those games were on PC, but it was the same thing. Every time I want to play on my Xbox, I sit down in front of the couch, play a game for a little while. It's like a whole thing you have to dedicate yourself to. I'm going to sit in front of the couch, have my TV. I know I don't have like 18 TVs in my room, right? It's just one TV. I'm going to sit there and play this game dedicated to this. So that was kind of my experience with that. With the Switch, when it first came out, we had Breath of the Wild and we had games like One to Switch, Fast RMX. So like I was playing those games uh, and obviously they got like Mario Kart and all these games that came later. But I would be playing, you know, Breath of the Wild. I would, I would mainly play it on TV because I know, I know a lot of people play that handheld. But I want to play it in 1080p, all that stuff, right? But again, I would get that. Even if you wanted to go in the handheld, like experience-wise for Nintendo, like yeah, you have that. Uh, you have the Steam. You have your Zelda Breath of the Wild. You have your Mario Odyssey. All that stuff. You're playing those games, and you have a great time, right? But you're limited to Nintendo games, and Nintendo at that time, especially when it first came out in 2017 wasn't really the best for third-party experiences, right? It was mainly Nintendo stuff. And then finally we would get a third-party game five years after it's already been out everywhere else. And that's like the thing that I've noticed with the Steam Deck. And I already kind of mentioned with PC. You do, I'm like with my office chair, all these lights, because I have, I have multiple screens here. All these lights are like glaring at me. I'm like, you know, sitting upright. I have a very comfortable office chair. I have a really nice office chair, I should say that as well, which is way more comfortable than those gaming chairs. But even then, you know, it's like, I just, I'm still like sitting upright and whatnot. And I'm, even if I'm doing something like playing, you know, if I want to jump in World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14, something that requires you to grind a little bit, it just feels like work because I'm like, I'm doing this here and working on it. And I, you can technically, you know, use the other screen to watch Netflix and everything like that. But again, it's a very situated, it's a very specific experience. You're sitting upright and doing this, you know, again, I, I look, I totally get it. You can like put your TV next to it you can put your pc next to your tv and your in your bed area whatever in your bedroom and stuff like that totally you can do all that but i'm just saying in terms of what most people have i'm assuming this it's a very specific experience it's a very specific kind of mindset you go in when you're trying to play in any of these platforms with steam deck that's not the case the steam deck if i want to play vampire survivors and i don't want to really pay attention to anything I can put on Simpsons and let that play in the background whilst I do Vampire Survivors and, and get myself up and level up and all that. If I'm like, you know what, I was watching like a TV show or if I have like a, I have like a couple of minutes here and there and I'm like, oh yeah, you know what, this, it'll be cool to kind of just go in this area in, in Divinity or in Sin 2. I just want to quickly go here, talk to this person, talk to the vendor, get this, be ready for this next area. I just going to jump in, do that really quickly, put it, put it down. That's it. You know, it's already ready. It's done. And obviously this cloud saves and everything like that too. It's just kind of become like this thing for me that like, it's just like this, The it's basically what I wanted. It's basically what I wanted in a, in a system in terms of the way I play games. I want to be able to jump into something really quickly, play it for a little bit and stop. You know, there's this a reason that I'm struggling so so much with Elden Ring and Pokemon uh, Legend Arceus because like those are long games and it's just taking me a while to just kind of get through them because I, I'm just liking... If I, if I had, obviously I, I, I have Elden Ring on Steam Deck and I, I would, I do want to restart it, but I've already reached so far in like in the PS5 version that I'm like, oh, like I wish there was a way to transfer the save or whatever, but this would have been the perfect place to play Elden Ring. Like I know you can make the game run between 30 to 40 FPS, but obviously you want to, you know, stick to 30 just to keep it stable. But I was trying it just to see like how annoying it would be because I'm playing at 60 FPS and it was really good. It was actually really good. Because on PS5, it's not fully 60 FPS. Everyone knows this. It's on the, it's the same case on Xbox as well. It's not a fully 
60 FPS experience is usually hovering around 60. And then there'll be times where it jumps to like 40, if not lower, um, a lot of the times, right. Depending on what's happening. So for me, I was like, wow, okay. This is just more like a stable, stable frame rate. And that's it. And everything like the, the response times, everything like that, the way it plays was perfect. And this was like perfect. Like for me, I'm like, if I had played, if I started here, I would probably would be on hundred hours into this game, mainly because I would just quickly jump in for 30 minutes, just go to an area, do a couple of things here and then put it off. And that's it. You know, there's no like this whole mindset of like, okay, I need to sit. I need to sit down and do this. It's more of like, I'm just doing something else. Let me just do this quickly, this, this task, get it out of the way. And that's kind of what the Steam Deck does. And it's just allowing me to play so many more games. And I'm just, I'm really loving this. I'm surprised. I was, I'm, I'm surprised at the time when I was like, no, I don't need a Steam Deck. It's stupid. Like I already have a PC to, okay, I'll order it to, oh my God, it's going to take forever. I'm just going to go on eBay and now having it and seeing what it's done to my gameplay experience, like I'm loving it. I'm so happy that I got it. I'm so happy that I've convinced people to buy it as well. So that should be awesome as well. But I think it, it honestly has a really great value proposition and it, it, it can be, it, it will be a game changer for, for PC gaming and that market. I think people don't, people are underestimating how big this can be right now, obviously, because it's only available through valve. You need to know about it kind of like, you know, how I brought it up and everything like that. That's not the only way to get it. And you already, people already know how popular it was. Once this is available at like GameStop or EB games or, or wherever, you know, like once it's available in just stores, I think, I think this will be a game changer when you have like people saying, Hey, I can get a Nintendo switch or I can get a valve Steam Deck, which is literally a gaming PC that you can connect to a monitor and put a mouse and keyboard. You can record podcasts. You can do whatever you want with it whilst being able to play all these games on the PC library where you're getting all these Xbox games, the PS5 games are coming there too. And obviously in, you know, unofficial terms, be able to play Nintendo games and also, you know, emulate stuff and all that stuff. It just, the value proposition is crazy. It is actually crazy. So people will start going towards it. The, the one thing I will say I am noticing is how good the OLED screen is on the Nintendo Switch, because I did check it out because I, I just wanted to go on the, on the Nintendo Switch to check out a game. I was like, oh, maybe I want to buy a game here or whatever. And when I was just checking out the screen, first of all, I noticed how light the Nintendo Switch was, which is awesome. But ergonomically, it does not feel good anymore. Like when I put my fingers and everything, maybe because I have big hands, when I put my fingers on my Switch, I'm like, oh, this does not feel as good. But the, the screen looked vibrant. The screen looks so good. It's all that all that screen, right? But not something that I would say you should be like, no, like I want to buy a Nintendo Switch OLED over the Steam Deck because of the older screen. Like, no, no, no. Like that, like it's not that big of a difference, but it is still a difference. But again, I feel like I'm giving a Steam Deck review once more for whatever reason. It just tells you how much I love this device. I just love my Steam Deck so much and I'm so happy that I got it. And yeah, I'm just excited to just play so many games. I'm just excited to play so many games for 30 minutes. <laughs> like literally, I my gaming habits have changed quite a bit unless I'm streaming or I'm playing with friends. A lot of times I play a game for like 30 to 40 minutes and, and that's it. So like, this is perfect for me. This is what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. Obviously, I did, I'll talk about other games that I played in, in one go and everything like that. There have been times like that and there will be like God of War. I'm pretty sure I want to play in one go. But most of the times I'm always like playing just a couple of minutes here and there. This is just such an amazing device. With that, we'll move on to talking about a potential Deus Ex 4. This comes from Jeff Grubb on his podcast recently. He mentioned that um, Iros Montreal, who I believe is, has been bought up by Embracer because I think Square Enix kind of let them go. Um, but apparently they're working on a Deus Ex 
4 or whatever the new Deus Ex will be and they want to basically compete with Cyberpunk 2077 and basically make it what Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be. And I think that's awesome because I love the Deus Ex games. I never finished Human Revolution, but I did finish uh, Mankind Divided and the DLC. Both of, both of those things were awesome. The music is awesome. The gameplay is awesome. I, I want more Deus Ex games. I've never played the older ones. But if, if you know, as long as they're following the new ones, I guess, I'm, I'm in. I'm in day one. Please sign me up. So I really do hope this goes through and it's not another Knights of the Old Republic situation, which we I'm sure a lot of you know about that, that the game's not probably going to be happening anymore. Who knows? Obviously, no official word, but still. Deus Ex 4, please come out and please be good. The next one was um, Tencent. This is obviously Tencent, a big mobile gaming company based in China that's kind of basically everywhere now. Uh, I think they own basically all of Riot, um, if not a big chunk of it. I think they own like a lot of, a bunch, big chunk of PUBG and stuff like that. I could be wrong, but they obviously have, you know, their hands in a lot of pots. And one of those pots is Ubisoft actually. And I think initially they had like a 5% stake in Ubisoft and they want to up it. They want to buy more. So obviously we don't know what this means. Um, Ubisoft had Vivendi trying to buy more of it before and try to do like a hostile takeover and they were able to block that. So I don't know if this is like another situation like that. Uh, you know, Ubisoft is not in the best, uh, best of situations at the moment. Like they have games, <laughs> they have games, but none of them have really kind of, you know, stuck out the way that we thought or they thought it would. We have Skull and Bones coming out this year, which I'm not really excited about. They obviously, you know, have not released a new Assassin's Creed game since uh, Valhalla, which was in 2020. Uh, and most things Rising came out around that time as well. Uh, did well with reviewers, but did not sell a lot. Far Cry 6 has been out and was great, but I feel like otherwise you you, you can't think about a, a Ubisoft game recently that you can be like, yep, this is the game. They've tried that roller derby game or whatever that apparently is, is supposedly going to get canceled soon. Just as a company, as a gaming company, they haven't really been in the news for the right reasons. Uh, and that's obviously going past the gaming game making stuff and going more into uh, the horrible treatment of people there and in the companies. So they've, they've been having a lot of issues and now this is kind of happening. And I can honestly see Tencent being possibly the person or the, the, the company that takes them over at some point, maybe Ubisoft is like, yo, this is too much work for us. There's our games aren't hitting the way they used to. Um, all these, uh, the, you know, games as a service game that we're trying to hit out aren't working. We have all these issues internally. Maybe we should just let him buy out. Maybe Eve Gamo, like the owner, can be like, you know what? Here you go. Just give me a big pile of cash and I'm out of here. Who knows? It's very possible. But, you know, I, I, I feel bad because Ubisoft, it's crazy. When I, when I came to Canada, Ubisoft was like the gaming company in my mind. You know, they were like releasing these Assassin's Creed games that were just hitting and were amazing. They were obviously doing other stuff as well, like Splinter Cell games and, and trying new things. And Ubisoft was just the company in my mind was like the place to be. Of like, wow, look at, look at this company looks amazing. And anytime they make a game, I'll be so excited. And it, it's just, it is, it sucks. It sucks that this is where we are right now at, at a situation where, you know, we're talking, we're discussing all these horrible things that happen at their company. And we're discussing like how, you know, they have skull and bones coming out and like, that's it. And like that, you know, there's nothing, there's no, you know, new flashy wash dogs like game coming out. I still remember when wash dogs got announced, I'm like, wow, this is Ubisoft. You know, Ubisoft just announces like these random games of like, this is what we're doing and this will be our showstopper. You know, they did that with Steve, which I get in a, in a, in a, in a way because it was a, it was a cool game and, uh, and what, what it was trying to do was pretty cool. 
But like still, right? Like they haven't done that in such a long time because they just don't have anything. They're just focused on trying to get their PUBG, trying to get their Fortnite, trying to get their multiverses, right? So I, I wish them the best because I do, I still, they're the, they're the party that still loves Ubisoft, but I really do hope they get their, get their act together. In following with Tencent, there's another Tencent news where them and Logitech have partnered to release a cloud handheld device. This is pretty stupid, in my opinion. This is this is pretty stupid. I, I I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong on this, and I'm more than happy to be completely wrong. And I'll even buy this. I'll even buy this if I'm wrong. But this is basically a device that you will use to play games from like from services like PlayStation Now, xCloud, GeForce Now, Stadia. And that's it. So you have nothing that saves, saves locally. It's literally like a glorified phone that's not even a phone. And you need to be connected to the internet to be able to play it. Like I get the idea, but you already have phones. Everyone has a smartphone. So your smartphone is already doing that. Like what makes this different? Like nothing. This is just saying that, oh yeah, this just doesn't, it, 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 there's just no phone in this. You just can't do the other stuff. So I'm not sure why they came up with this idea, but let's see, you know, like I do want to see what it looks like, what the, what, what the whole game plan is, how much the cost will be. But like, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I think I, I just think it was a bunch of people in suits coming together and be like, Hey, you know, X cloud, all the stuff, Stadia, that's the future. What if you made a handheld that can do that? Can you imagine that everyone like high-fiving each other, popping champagne and obviously gamers who are just getting the steam deck and whatnot and, and stuff like that are like, wait, are you serious? Like I can literally do that on my steam deck as well. I can literally play X cloud on my steam deck. Cause again, it's not like you, you still need internet on it. So it's not like you can just go on, take it on the go and somehow it connects to a 10 cent Logitech sponsored 5g service or whatever. So you can play it anywhere you want. Like that's not what's going to happen. So I know weird, weird idea, but who knows, right? Stranger things have happened and have succeeded as we've seen. So who knows? They are falling with handle devices, I guess. Uh, there's going to be no new switch hardware in this fiscal year. So this fiscal ends, uh, I believe March of next year, which is expected. I, I don't think, I don't think I was expecting a new Nintendo switch this soon. Um, I know there was like, like a few rumblings of, of maybe something coming out end of this year, but considering how the OLED device just came out last year, um, I, I just didn't see it. I think at this point, it just makes sense for them to just push it forward and just go for a Switch 2. Because like they came out and they, they released it in 2017. This device definitely has legs for like seven to eight years easily. So they can just probably, they can, they already have the OLED ver version, right? They can just wait and just push it out until 2024 and be like, all right, yeah, 2024 new Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch 2. Or um, you, you know what? They might not even go down that route of doing the Switch 2 or like a new console. They'll just probably call it new Nintendo Switch and just prolong the, the lifespan, just make it more powerful. Keep this form factor because this is what people want. You can't go with another gimmick right now. You have to keep this because you gave us something that has really revolutionized uh, gaming and has introduced so many other people to gaming because of the handheld form. And the fact that you can also make it non-handheld. So they can't move away from that. So I just don't think that they want to do that as well. I think they're, they know they're in trouble that way. They're like, oh no, we, we did something so good. We need to stick with this now. So the only thing for me that makes sense in this case is just make a pro version. I think that's all people want. Make a pro version that is 
you know, hopefully as powerful as the, as the Steam Deck. And, you know, like, I think you're set, even if it's, even if they can maybe, maybe they can even make it more powerful than the Steam Deck because the Illustrator comes out in 2024, make it like as powerful like, as a Series S, then at least you'll be able to get all the third-party games out there. Can you imagine a handheld as powerful as a Series S? And imagine playing a new Zelda game on that, like, it'll be amazing. So I think like Nintendo does need to, they know, they know they need to do this. It's just a matter of when they do it and how powerful they, they actually take it. Because I think the worry is that like this, this console is more powerful than the Nintendo Wii U, but less powerful than the PS4 and stuff. And like the Xbox one sort of, so like, you know, like it's not very powerful as you can tell. And I can easily see them being like, you know what, we're going to make it powerful, but we're, now we're going to go in between PS4 and PS4 pro, you know? So. It's like, all right, so at least it's more powerful than PS4, so you can sort of play Cyberpunk, but it's not as powerful as as a, as, as, as a PS4 Pro, so it's not gonna be Cyberpunk's gonna look like look terrible on it. So like, I don't, I feel like that's a very Nintendo move to do, but I think the main thing is they just need to understand that they they need to make this into a third party device, especially now that Steam Deck is here, right? The Steam Deck is definitely gonna take a big bite of that. Like, people will still want to buy Nintendo Nintendo stuff, right, for the Nintendo games. But right now, like, you know, like Nintendo games are uniquely made in a sense that in a, in a way that it's meant to be played with people a lot of the times and enjoyed with people, which is obviously awesome. Uh, I mean, again, I know Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade, all this stuff. There's like a lot of single player games, right? But when you think about Nintendo, you think about people playing together. That's kind of like the main appeal. A lot of people, especially after the pandemic, aren't really able to get into those situations as much. Or they don't feel they, they might not even feel comfortable so you know like i do feel that they do need to they need to open it up and and say okay you know what let's focus let's target people and individuals who want to go on a journey and not a journey just with you know zelda or like link for like the 18th time but maybe we want to go on a journey with v and cyberpunk and we can finally get this game running on there maybe we want to go on a journey on final fantasy 14 or wow or something like they just need to find a way to make their, their console more accessible to developers so that they can port their games more easily without obviously kind of, you know, working day and night to make it like run on the console. I do think that they need to like work on this and think about this like quick because Steam Deck is coming and it's doing well and it's obviously selling out pretty quickly. And it's going to come to a point where the same reason we're seeing so many people buy an Xbox nowadays, right? Like we're seeing people like Xbox sales are going crazy. They're doing really, really well. Right, it's not meeting meeting PS Five, but like it is very very close, and like it's closer than it had it has been in a very very long time, and it's not because PS Five at the end of the day, all I mean again, just in being completely honest in terms of what the games are, what games are available for both consoles exclusively, PS Five wins, right? PS Five has Returnal, Demon Souls, Spider Man, Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon, Gran Turismo Seven, even Ghostwire Tokyo for a little bit, like. They have all these exclusives and then they have the third party games right on the xbox side we've got halo infinite we've got forza we got uh we got flight simulator but that's about it right now right otherwise it's all the stuff that's on game pass which will also be available on playstation obviously you want to pay for it but in many cases you know it is available on playstation so even with that it's so close it's so close because the xbox is able to first of all get into the hands of everyone which is like the one key thing and the other thing is, 
people are going for the thing that's more accessible. And the moment that is the Series S. Like I know that I'm, I'm pretty sure the Series X probably sold more. And of course, people might be like me because I got the Series S initially, remember? And then I switched to the Series X because I was like, the Series S is awesome. Like I have no issues with how the games run on it, but I need the space. And it makes no sense for me to spend way more money to add more space to the Series S when I can, save, when I can spend the same money and get the get a Series X, right? Especially now they're so readily available, like basically everywhere. But like the main thing is it's accessible in terms of the price of the Series S. It's accessible because it has all the third-party games and it will be running all these games, you know, on the next-gen platform. So it's not like you're running an Xbox One version of the game. It's a lot of times because of CPU and, and the power that the Series S has, you're able to play these games really, really well. Maybe it's not the same resolution. Maybe some filters or some stuff turned down, but it still is a next-gen experience. And you're able to kind of do all that in the small little box easily readily available and will probably you know and it's going to be supported for the next long while now we also have steam deck which is targeting the pc platform where developers release games for the pc platform where you can tinker with the game you can tinker with it as much as you want so if a game looks horrible runs at 10 fps you can mess around with it to a point that you'll be running it smoothly enough that you'll have an enjoyable experience and like that's again and it's just about giving players options and allowing them to play these games the way they want to play it, you know, as as accessibly as possible, right? With the Nintendo Switch, so many of these third-party games will be out everywhere, and they come on the Nintendo Switch way, way later, most of the time running terribly, running not very good because of just the just what the uh, you know the the setup is and the hardware itself, right? And I think that's like the thing that's gonna start biting them over time as Steam Deck will slowly keep encroaching into their territory and just getting more and more people. Who are like, look, I, I love Zelda. I love Super Mario Odyssey. But you know what? The new Call of Duty is going to be coming out. It's going to be on on the Steam, uh, on, on Steam, on P, on the PC platform. And you know what? I'm going to get a Steam Deck and I'll just play I'll just play Call of Duty there at least. Call of Duty one of the biggest games out there. Hey, you know what? I want to play Final Fantasy 14. I can play that on the on the Steam Deck. Hey, you know the new uh Hogwarts game is coming out? Oh yeah, perfect. I can play on the play on the Steam Deck. I know it's coming out on the Nintendo Switch, but I will most likely, considering how the game looks. It'll most likely be like Hitman 3 where you play on the cloud. Where the Steam Deck, it will be on the, on the on the console itself. It's just something that I think they they do need to take seriously because, you know, like before I get it, they were the only one. They were they they owned that market. That was just their thing. This whole idea of docking and and having a handheld. But now, they not only have a competitor, they have a pretty big competitor. A competitor with a lot of money, and a lot of backing, being Valve. <laughs> so. I, I do think I think that Nintendo, even if they do want to release a new console in 2024, they do need to be prepared that okay, this console that comes out in 2024 needs to be a step up. It needs to be better than the Steam Deck. It cannot be another half step up from where they are currently. Like, no, you need to make something which competes with the Steam Deck so you can play all the third-party games and people will be like, Well, I don't need a Steam Deck. I can I can just get all the third-party games on my Nintendo console and that's it. You know, so let's see, obviously there's so much stuff can happen. I, I'm saying this and next thing you know, a new Nintendo Switch will get announced like tomorrow and it's going to be amazing and be running games at 4K60. I'll probably not, but still, right? You know, who knows, right? But I'm excited to to see what the future is. And as a huge Steam Deck uh, fan person, like I'm, I'm just saying like, uh, please, everyone just check it out. Check it out. If you have, if you have the funds, 
go on Valve, uh, the, on Go on Steam, pre-order, just reserve it for $5. You can decide if you want to buy it in the end, like later on when it's available, but just put it in there. Just put, don't make the mistake I did. Put put the money there, put the $5 in there. And when it comes time, hopefully you've seen enough videos. Hopefully I've convinced you enough and you'll get a Steam Deck and you'll have an amazing time, like how I am. With that, I know we have kind of gone over a little bit. So we'll keep some of the news items and the games that I have been playing for next time. But thank you everyone for joining. It really means a lot. I do apologize for going on a, a little Steam Deck review trip once more, which I was trying not to do, but I still did in the end. I just tells you how much I love the Steam Deck. Uh, but thank you everyone. I'll see you next time. We'll be discussing more stuff. I'll hopefully have Trevor on next time, hopefully with his Steam Deck as well, because I think that'll be good for both of us to kind of compare our notes and gonna talk about, you know, what we think about this amazing device. Uh, and yeah, if you have any questions, anything like that, please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can also message me on Instagram, on Twitter, and join me on twitch.tv slash amandaman, where I stream at least two to three times a week. So you can join me there, talk to me, have a great time, maybe play some multiverses with me as well. Thanks so much, everyone, and I'll see you next time.